Welcome to Culture Kings. We don't usually open our podcast so formally, but shit, fuck it. Shit's different. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, the week has been crazy. It's the, the last week has felt like uh, several yeah. years. It's been pretty fucking nuts, man. I mean, listen, you know, I think it's no secret to everybody that... Uh, since we moved over to Earwolf, the the podcast, uh, as far as recording and drops, have changed. Uh, whereas in the past, we were able to kind of touch on current events and be a little bit more topical than we normally are. Yeah, but with uh, uh, Corona and and even like you said, like this, the Earwolf production episodes that you guys are hearing are usually recorded, and I'm not joking, one month in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's been a lot of shit going on in the past week. You know, I, the funny thing about it, dude, is outside of when George Floyd, the George Floyd thing happened, we've had, you know, the, the, the Ahmaud Aubrey, we've had the Breonna Taylors, and we had the Amy Cooper shit, and it just feels like it just piled up and piled up and piled up. And where almost those things felt like they were ages ago, but they were literally days ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and it's just been non fucking stop, bro. So it's been a, it's been a rough week, man. I, I found myself, you know, angry, sad, uh, upset, frustrated. I find myself hating white people <laughs> um i find myself i find yeah. myself uh wanting to educate and then i find myself not wanting to give it down to educate I, you know it, the, the whole gambit of emotions um has been has uh, I been mean, crazy to, to, to second to second what you're saying i mean i i think myself you know already kind of having this identity crisis with my blackness uh has been sent to 100 you know i found myself at the protest on saturday and, and i said i like i said i found myself like nigga i wasn't planning on being there bro like shit i woke up and i was like oh shit i'm on I'm fairfax and, i'm on fairfax and third yeah bro you was right <laughs> in the thick of it bro but I, I mean but so i was there and you know it was just so it was so fascinating to see the difference in how it was reported versus what was actually happening yeah. And I think what really sticks out to me is the fact that I have, I was raised Seventh-day Adventist, and so that means I go to church on Saturdays, and the way that I felt at that assembly in the park was one of the most spiritually enriching experiences I've ever felt. The way that we started off with this a, a Native American ritual, and I don't know what the specific ritual is, so I apologize, but it was about thanking the land that you're on, the way that we started with that. And then there was a woman who had incense and was going around and blessing everyone in the park, uh, which was separate from the ritual. She was just doing that on her own, and I was like, I think that is so fucking dope. And then we, we did uh, this ritual where we poured water out for our ancestors, and we poured water out for the lost ones, and they had everyone call out a name, not just the names in the news, but a name from your own life that, you know, is someone who was lost that police 
at the hands of the police to have all of that happen and to have the news only cover the violence part of it to me was disgusting yeah and so gaslighting to the point where i was just like i think i've forgotten a little bit how we get played by these systems that pay me mm-hmm. yeah. and i think that was infuriating because that what we saw and again i want to be very clear i think that to point fingers at looting and rioting is stupid as fuck because you're not pointing the finger at what started them. Like in the same way with ba- I'm the same way with basketball that I am with political protest. I ain't about that second call. Talk about what led to that call. You know what I'm saying? Like I hate I hate in the NBA when someone gets a tech for responding to some bullshit that somebody else is doing. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when LeBron gets a tech, but really it was like Lance Stevenson was like literally grabbing him by the shorts and then he yeah. like says something and it's like tech on LeBron. I hate that shit. And I feel like that's what people who are upset about rioting and looting are like Let's look at the actual problem. What started this? No one would be out in the streets right now if police violence hadn't happened multiple times within the last two weeks. Yeah. So I think for me, that's kind of what's been such an emotional ride for me is feeling gaslit of being like, I know what I was a part of. I know what I saw. I know who I saw start the fights. And I'm not even on that whole like agitators within the protest. Fuck all of that. Police were there to agitate from the beginning. I don't give a fuck about this whole, like, oh, there are people in the protest who aren't there for the real reasons. Fuck all of that noise. From the very beginning, police were there to agitate. So I think for me, it's just like, it it feels like a little bit of, like, gaslighting of just the differences in what was experienced and what was, you know, actually there. Yeah. This entire thing started... Well, first, the entire thing started because we are tired of police officers killing black people for no reason other than the color of their skin. Um, I want to be clear. I understand police are corrupt. We know that. We've been known that. I understand that police kill multiple people. Been known I know that. that. But a police does not kill a white man because he's white. Never. A policeman does not kill a white man because when that white man comes and he is in his face, he fears for his life. Yeah. But he kills a black man because he's black. Absolutely. And that is not corrupt. That is racism. If I, Jaquise, if I was threatened by a white person and I said, I'm going to call the police and tell them that a white man is threatening me. What would that white man do? Call he the would, police. He would laugh. He yeah. would laugh and say, you going to tell him that a white man is threatening you? He going to hang up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like what, what's that going to get you? Except like, oh, they'll take their time getting here now. Uh, yeah. But I think yeah. that that what was so fascinating about the Amy Cooper thing, and I, I, Trevor Noah touched on this, is that it was just like, this is how it is straight up. This is someone being like, I know the game straight up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. And so beyond, so that is how that is how we get here. And it's not just George Floyd. No, I'm I'm tired of people saying you're dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. 
we are out there protesting for the memory of the hundreds of fucking names where we have been right here before. This is not the first time we're here. This no. isn't new. This isn't some shit that is, is, oh, we finally see. The shit we are saying today is the same shit we have been saying for the past how many years? Let's just go to my immediate adult lifetime since I've been in Los Angeles. That's seven years, bro. Forget like yeah. when I was early 20s and teenagers and the shit my mom and my granddad and my grandma. Yeah, forget and even going back to like Amadou Diallo or something like that. Like, it, yeah, it, it is. I, I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> and, and, and so that's what we're protesting. And the same police officers that were able to withstand and show restraint and take white, the majority white people with automatic weapons, mm. yelling, rowdy, mm. in mm. your face. And they were able to take that because they kind of understood. Show restraint, President Trump said. Give a little, right? They were able to take that when it's because those people wanted to not wear masks. And they wanted to not stay in their house for longer than another week. And they didn't want to not be able to go to the hair salon and a massage place. Forget all of that. They took that because those motherfuckers were white. And people protesting, hey, can you stop killing us? They can't take that because the guilt of the white person of what you have done to black people in this country is so insurmountable that your only fucking reaction is violent is to shut us down shut us up and ignore us and it's so exhausting bro it's I mean, so fucking exhausting. I, I think it, it goes back to something that Baldwin always said, right? Which we, we talk about a lot on this show of they cannot face it. And it's just it, it's just the truth of it is that in the same way that Jaquise, if you were eating a hamburger, would you want me to tell you all of the things that that guy had to go through for you to eat that hamburger? No. I don't want to hear it. Because I don't want to hear it because I want to enjoy my hamburger. Exactly. Without thinking is, about without thinking about the consequence of the actions that led to getting there, and that's the same. And again, like, and what's crazy is that vegans, like white vegans, totally get that shit. But it's just like it's the same exact thing with white privilege. Is that for a white person to sit down and actually think about the atrocities? Like, I even think that the way we talk about slavery is almost sanitized because we talk about it as if it's like this, like far away thing or whatever but the repercussions of it are are so long-standing and i think that what i continually find is that when you talk to white people about this thing there's this defensiveness that sh starts up and it's the same defensiveness that happens when alejandro starts making fun of me about eating certain foods and all that it's because to sit there and grasp it for real would fuck up so much mm-hmm like, it would fuck up so much to sit there and actually think about all the events, all of the people, all of the ways. I mean, you know what I also I think about is, like, there's that stand-up joke of, like, how you don't want to think about how your grandparents met anymore because you realize it's probably a little rapey. Like, in, like, <laughs> in, like, like, right? Like, if you, like, yeah. like, if you, like, reframe the story of just, like, how, like, you know, like, someone's just like, oh, well, you know, my grandpa would... What was it? It was like, my grandpa would show up at my, at my grandma's job every day until she said yes. And it's like, we don't want to think about it because it starts to unweave, it starts to unweave things. It starts to unweave these myths, 
these legends that we tell ourselves, right? Yeah. These legends of greatness, how the Americans are the conquerors, how we overcame all these things. It starts to undo all of it. We don't want to think about it. Yeah. It's so much easier not to think about it. But that's the issue, is us not thinking about it has consequences, which I want to even push what you said about the fear thing. The man who killed George George Floyd had absolutely no fear Mm -hmm. in his eyes. He wasn't even thinking about it. It was business as usual. It goes beyond. I remember the Elton Sterling thing, and I remember what I posted when it happened was like, Seeing how that guy was shaking when he shot him, same with Philando Castile, seeing how the guy was shaking when he shot him did something to me of like being like, oh, wow, they're afraid of us. But what I saw in the man who killed George Floyd was someone who wasn't even thinking about it. It was business as usual. And that to me is something even more terrifying. Yeah, because it's dehumanizing. Um, It's dehumanizing and it is systematic. It is... It is the way the system is set up. I had I have a few things that I want to say. Um, and then I want to take a little bit more of this space to shed positivity to black faces. First thing I want to say, me and you are both in the comedy industry here in LA. We're in the entertainment, entertainment industry. We're in the comedy community. Um, and this extends to all white and non-black people. Um, I'm not talking to people of color because don't I in this today don't include me in the people of color tag. I'm a black man. Uh, I know I'm a person of color, but the way we are blanketing that term is muddying the response and and the message of black people have fear their lives stepping outside in a world more than anybody else that I fucking know, bro. Uh, more than anybody else that I know. To the white people, it, it pissed me off. A lot of our friends, a lot of our acquaintances, posting comedy shows and, and, and all this mm-hmm. shit, and not a single post about black lives. It pissed me off. White silence kills just as many people as the trigger the cops pull to kill people. It's Period. necessary for them. It's necessary for them to pull it, right? Exactly. I mean, it was it was what the calm that he was feeling when he was killing George Floyd was that he knew that the consequences were wouldn't uh, you know, befall on him in a way that you don't like the fear that I have when I do something stupid isn't present in those kind of people because they know like what the fuck's gonna happen to me? What's gonna happen to me? What consequences can I even face? He's been taught that. He doesn't even have to actively think that. It's just something that you kind of know. It's something you kind of know in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Second. I appreciate all the white and non-black people using their voices and their platform. I appreciate the ones who have. I, I understand the ones who are reaching out to black people. But please stop expecting black men and women to have the answers on dismantling a system that people who look like you created. We don't have you. 
white people figured out a way how to create the system, figure out a way how to destroy it. Please Our- stop coming to us to say, hey, how can we stop killing you? I, I mean, I, what's even crazier is that we've given them the answers. It just seems like they're unsatisfied by it. Yeah. It's like we say defund the police and then they say things like, well, who's going to like, you know, prosecute this and this and like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like it, it, I think what's even what's wilder is that we've given them the answers. You just don't, aren't satisfied with them. Don't ask me again like we didn't tell you. Yeah. Talk to your families. Talk to your friends. Those are the people you need to be reaching out to. A hashtag on Instagram and Twitter means nothing. Period. I'm sorry if that feels a little extreme. It's not. But it's I, not, could, I could it's not. not care less about a fucking Black Lives Matter hashtag on Instagram and Twitter. Because you know why? That hashtag has been going around for over half a decade. And yet we're still here. So what something are the active, has to change. What are the active things that you can do? And like... We're not even asking the to protest. I mean, like, that's not the only way to do something. There's dollars that can be spent, and yeah. there are, you know, you can be someone's observer. Like, you can be someone, like, you could be responsible for someone who goes to a protest and being like, yo, I got you a ride out of jail if you end up in jail. Have your information in case you get, like, you know, because people need to be in, like, you know, you need, a, you need someone's information to get them out sometimes. Like you can, there are so many, you can get people groceries. You can be out there delivering masks to Skid Row because again, homeless problem affects minorities more than it does white people. Like there's so many active fucking things that you can do besides post a hashtag because we all know that that hashtag that you posting is something that you saw somebody else post that you just changed a couple words on anyways. Yeah. Let me stop. Let me. Stop. Let me ask this you. This was supposed to something. be ten minutes. Yeah, no. This was we. We didn't have anything planned to say. We just knew we wanted to say something. Let me ask you this, Edgar. Um, when you, when we were younger, a common phrase, uh, was "that's gay," right? Very and, much and so. One hundred percent. It was a very common phrase, and 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 saying it in a derogatory way, like, "Hey, that uncool thing is this." Uh, why, why did you stop saying that? I was shamed out of saying it. Mm, exactly. I was 100% exactly. shamed out of saying it. Somebody told me it was no longer okay to say my, uh, teacher. Yeah. And I was, and you're continual, and, and then not only are you shamed out of it, then it forces you to go take the lessons to learn. Why is this bad? Why am I saying this? Oh, this is bad for this. This, oh, I get this. This whole, I don't understand where you're coming from, but I stand with you. <laughs> I get in theory what that means. But if I set you in a room and continually told you, I hate you, you are a worthless piece of shit. Uh, there's not a human alive who doesn't understand that doesn't feel good. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this, don't like, give me this. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're going through. Yeah, you don't know what you're going through because people don't do it to you. But you know what it feels like to not be treated equal or to, for people to think you are less than. Absolutely. Uh, that's a human element. 
And that is something black people have to deal with a lot. So shame your friends, shame your families. If they say something that you feel is racist, shame them out of saying that shit. And then maybe that's the start. This whole, we need to talk to each other nicely and understand and peace and kumbaya. Fuck that, man. I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm done with it. And I'm getting angry right now. So I want to calm myself down and I want to say this and we can wrap it up because I know we want to wrap this up. I don't want to wrap it up. Let's keep going, son. Let's keep going. <laughs> Earwolf has given us free reign to do whatever we want. So I just want to say Anything. a couple of things. One, this is signed off by Colin Anderson. Fuck the pull out this guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Colin. I'm sorry, Colin. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, uh, but ACAB for real, though. ACAB. ACAB for real, Yes, ACAB. ACAB for real. To listen, lift up, you know, lift up to all the black mothers out there who have to worry about their black children. Facts. To all the black fathers out there that have to worry about their black children and feel and feel powerless in in, powerless in what they can do about it. To the black grandparents and the black parents who stay on their knees constantly praying. To the cousins, the uncles, the aunties, the friends who worry about their black relatives and loved ones. I'm so sorry this keeps happening. Even as a black man, I'm so sorry. I, 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 and I'm not sorry for, I'm sorry that we have to go through it. I'm sorry we have to be resilient. I'm sorry we have to take it. And we have to pick ourselves back up and lead the way. I'm so sorry. But I lift you up and I'm here for you. We're here for each other. We all we got. <laughs> um, you know, uh, to everybody peacefully protesting, keep doing what you're doing. I don't care about no damn property. I don't care about no merchandise. I understand the, yo, let's not destroy the black owned businesses for people who don't have anything. I get that. But when you say that, make sure you also recognize that the people who started this violence are the ones wearing uniforms and badges. Destroying their own cars, setting their own yeah. cars on fire. Again, I, I they are there. inciting violence. They are inciting the violence. Absolutely. So, you know, um, we appreciate all you guys for you know taking this 20 plus minutes to listen to us and uh i want to also give a shout out to sean o'connor we didn't promote the episode this week we just felt like it we we asked their wolf not to um we asked their wolf to go ahead and give us the space to to say this as well and they did and i appreciate colin i appreciate the people there for giving us uh, uh the platform to say what we wanted to say um Sean is a funny dude, uh, and, you know, hopefully you enjoyed the episode that we did release this week, too. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, listen, learn. White people, stop going to black people for all the answers. The best thing about the internet is it doesn't get tired. <laughs> so yeah, you can fucking absolutely. Use you, can, you, can, you can use it all the time. Also, I want to say something to any white person who's listening to this and being like, well, fuck. I feel like shit. I feel terrible. I feel like, what, what can I do in all this? I just want you to know. That if you that there is proof that actively working, that actively doing your own research, that actively engaging with black people at their discretion, at their comfort level, mm -hmm. has 
change. And you want to know where you can see that change? When Matt Apodaca started being the producer for this podcast, <laughs> he was a fascist, racist Trump supporter. And now look at him. He's the wokest boy. He's getting called out by commenters calling him anti-fascist. Mm. So just know that you can change. It takes mm -hmm. work and education. And again, it's not an easy fix. Like Jaquie said, I don't say that's gay anymore. But I mean, I guess I just said it. But I also am still homophobic sometimes. I still say some wild shit. I get called out all the time. We're not saying that it's a fix overnight. But what we're saying is we have to look ourselves in the face, look ourselves in the face, and be absolutely honest with ourselves and say, what's really here? What are we really facing? Like, I, I have really believed that coronavirus is an opportunity for us to sit with ourselves and truly reflect. What is the truth here? What can I change? What can I better? If not for right now, for tomorrow. Black lives do matter. Um, and don't forget that. Don't, don't forget it. And we hope that this is it. We hope this is the last one. We hope. I'm not hopeful, <laughs> to be honest, which is sad. But uh, we hope that this is the change uh, that finally starts to tip the scales uh, to all my people in Chicago. Right now, you know, me and Edgar are both in Los Angeles. Um, it's really hard. There's no secret that I love my city. And it's really hard to see. It's really hard to see a place that you love from far away going through the same pain that you are from so far away. You can't be there. Um, so stay up. Take care of each other. Love each other. Destroy the system. Dismantle it. And let's fucking build it back up uh, in such a beautiful light, man. We, we got to. Not just in Chicago, everywhere. New York uh, is going through the same thing. Atlanta. Uh, a lot of Minnesota. A lot of fucking places. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I got to say. Thank y'all for giving us the space. <laughs>